I had to just pull out my laptop and my microphone in my kitchen and just record this quick episode because sometimes stuff just comes to me and I'm like, I have to say this right now and I don't have to plan it. It's just, here we go. Survey fatigue does not exist. If you are worried about survey fatigue, it's because you have felt the pain of employees not wanting to take your surveys. And I get it. You are so busy and you send out a survey and people are like apathetic or they don't want to do it. Or, you know, you get goofy answers. It's because we got to work on your culture. And that's not just on you. That's on the CEO and on the, the managers being workshopped to lead up good, healthy, happy teams. And for you to have the proper headcount, a lot of things kind of have to fall in place for culture to happen. But really from your CEO down, it has to be baked into your culture. When we send a survey, you have respect for the HR person and you take it, but also they're asking you about something that you probably really want to give feedback on. I was in this people ops round table that I was lucky to be invited into. And we were t- chatting about, you know, just engagement survey questions. And I asked someone how long it had been since their engagement survey. And, and we were just talking about timelines and someone brought up survey fatigue. And I like, after the session, I, I thought, why does that bother me so much? It's because there's so many more layers to peel back there. Why are you afraid of survey fatigue? Here's how you eliminate survey fatigue. You need a CEO who gets what the people first concept is, which is simply that Revenue comes from putting your people first. A lot of CEOs think like, yeah, employee engagement, we need to drive that because they read it in eBooks and their mentors tell them and the board tells them you have turnover, you need more engaged employees. And they're like, got it. And they go to you and they're like, drive engagement. But really they are kind of the key person driving the ship who has to know where you're going and what that means. Because saying you're a people first company and acting like it are two totally different things with two entirely different outcomes. I know this is true because I, my last episode, I talked about this incredible company. Ah, I said incredible again. (sighs) I said incredible nine times in the last episode. Apparently that's my word of the month. You know, when you find a new word and you're like, this is amazing. Or you learn and I don't know. I've just been saying incredible because that feels more anyway, but you need a CEO who's like, yes, the revenue comes, the higher productivity, all the problems we're trying to solve come when our people are having a good experience at work because experience drives engagement. I'll say that again. Employee experience drives engagement. It's not enough to drive engagement. It's not enough to want to be on the moon. How do you get to the moon? You got to do the really difficult part of building the rocket. That's where all the tricky nuanced stuff that could go right or wrong is what gets you to the moon. So it's like when your CEO's like, why can't we get to the moon? You're like, well, we need to build a rocket. We don't just want to be on the moon. What are you talking about? You need a CEO who gets that. You need a CEO who goes, how's it going improving our employee experience? What's next? How can I help? What do you need? And then they kind of get out of your way. I think sometimes the CEO means well, but it's like a Clydesdale. You're trying to walk and there's a big Clydesdale that's like doing stuff. And you're like, can you not? This is why nothing's working out. Cause I'm like, just trying to make sure you don't stomp on me on accident. They mean well, but they're like thinking about a hundred different things and they have different priorities, but you gotta, you have to get them to understand, or they need to hear my podcast or send them this episode or get this concept from someone else anywhere. I don't care. They have to understand. They need to support you in your efforts to improve the employee experience. You do that by surveying your people. Everyone's like, you see all these articles and these blogs on the, on the internet. And it's like 10 ways to drive engagement. It's always the same stuff. It's like, that stuff doesn't work. That's all SEO optimized marketing jargon. That's a bunch of people just copied each other for years. And we're like, these are the 10 things that drive engagement. No, they're not. The things that drive engagement are really tricky. There are, there is an employee journey. It's really complex. And it's, it's like, you need to send surveys to your new hire class during 
after, and then a few other times after onboarding to really get a hold on just your onboarding experience and what needs to be optimized. Then you can survey employees on just engagement in general. You use Gallup's 12 questions. And then when you get a dumpster fire back of engagement survey results and all the questions were bad, you're like, oh my gosh, you have a framework. You start at the bottom of the pyramid of the hierarchy of needs from Gallup, which is, I know what's expected of me at work. I would say without hesitation, 90 to 95% of companies don't have that foundational need met. That is like goals. That could mean a lot of things. You might, it might be time. It's always time, but for your company, depending on if you guys have done this or not, it's time for goals, individual goals that ladder up to team goals. The team goals ladder up to the company goals. They have to understand their goals. Those goals, if the individuals accomplish all their goals, you're supposed to accomplish your team goals. That's why they were structured that way. Then if all your team goals are accomplished, you should achieve your company goals. But sometimes there's like a weird company goal that doesn't ladder up to anything and no one really knows how to help with it. I mean, not everything's perfect, but your company goals should cover the the whole company and things that they, a couple options that departments can ladder into. That's how you all have a direction. Otherwise you're all in that boat and you're all looking in other directions and you're like, it's over there. No, it's over there. And the companies that get this right, have their goals figured out. And they're like, no, it's over there. And everyone is like, here we go. Fearless leader. I got this. Like that's, that's need number one. Once you, you have to survey your people and, and figure out what are the things that people aren't understanding about what's expected of them. Maybe your managers need training. Maybe your internal communications aren't right. I could rattle off 20 other things, but the answer isn't with me. The answer is with your people. That's another thing I, I'll keep saying over and over on this show. Driving engagement is hard, but the answers are all with your people. You just have to get really good at asking. You send a follow-up survey and you talk to everyone in all hands. You thank everyone for taking the survey. You share the results. Look, these were how we scored against each question. You don't have to make it painted out to be a totally bloody picture, but you can paint it as like, we can't deliver a better employee experience for you if you don't tell us what it's like to do the work. So thanks for taking the survey. You just gave a little token of trust into every employee. And they're like, I'm listening. I heard that. You do that a couple more cycles. Tell, thank everyone at all hands. Thank everyone in Slack. Give updates on what thing you're optimizing. You don't have to go into the employee hierarchy of needs, but you can say, we all got feedback that you all don't know what's expected of you at work. So we're doing two things. We are implementing company goals that you all will help us be a part of. And we're hiring an expert to come in and train our executive team how to do it right. Your CEO is going to have to sometimes invest in fixing some of this stuff. If a CEO is like, we don't have money for that. It's like, well, then we shouldn't be in business because we got to take care of our people. If we can't take care of our people, that's like basically saying we have no money and we shouldn't be in business because we need to be stewards of what it's like to work at this company. So back to that example, you're like, we're doing goals. We're also investing in management training. And before you think that's like, oh, what a bad time to be a manager. It's actually really something that a lot of companies don't invest in, but we want to be different. And our managers, we picked for a reason. And we're so excited to invest in them so that they can invest in you and that everybody on each team feels like they understand their goals, how a high-functioning team looks, feels, and acts like. And some of you, we've seen signs of this. It's there. We just have to all kind of be on the same page. Then when you implement all that stuff, you survey again and you tell everyone, Hey, I'm going to send a survey. I want to know how this is going. I know you've seen a couple surveys for me. Again, remember my job is to deliver a better employee experience. So I always really value your feedback. I need it. Otherwise I can't do my job. Tell them you can't do your job if they don't take your survey, but don't be mean. Just be like, I'm here for you. Never pin it. Like if you could just take that survey, then I can deliver you a better employee experience. No, it's like, well, 
I want this for you too. There's a tone. There's a way to say it. Over time, really any toxic culture can be turned around. You have to create a feedback loop. It's momentum. It's like employees see, okay, when they ask me for my feedback, changes happen. And then they ask me how it's going and it did get better. Okay. They're surveying me again. Okay. These things are bad. Now they're telling me they're going to do this thing. Oh, that's cool. They're going to invest in me, whatever it is, certifications, you know, on site, something. Then they're like, okay, they see the data because you're sharing survey results that are high level. This is our next focus. Look out for a survey. You send the survey, you use a tool like Pingboard that nudges your employees for you. So you don't have to be like, for anyone who hasn't taken the survey, isn't that the worst email and message to send? Cause everyone's like, shut up, I'm working. And you're like, I'm sorry, I have no insight because it's anonymous. I don't know who's not taking it. A tool like Pingboard can make sure that that doesn't happen for you anymore. And then your CEO needs to just really be like as excited as you, excited. Because yes, it's negative feedback to get these surveys, but you two should be excited to be like, these are the answers in reverse. Let's take these problem statements and figure out what would it look like if this was fixed? What can we try? So don't flinch when you get your survey results back. It's like lean into that. It's like you get so close to the holy grail of HR, which is an engaged workforce when you get that negative feedback. But of course you're overworked, you're burned out. You're just trying to keep the lights on with all the other parts of the business that you work on and touch. Keep running payroll, compliance, benefits, policies, hiring, firing. Oh my gosh. There is not always the mental space for the negative feedback. So you need to tell your CEO, Hey, remember we talked about being a people first company. I need to go deep, look at the patterns, figure out and research new solutions without running from meeting to meeting. I need you to give me two days to really think this through and come to you with a proposal that we're going to walk through together, figure out the best options. A good CEO should be like, you know, and you can reposition if they're like, no, we don't have time for that. Let's meet about it in two hours. You got the results back. Let's meet about it. No, don't go through the results in real time. Unless you're like best friends, your job is to guide them. If they get in too early to the negative feedback part, they're like, they too are like, oh my gosh. I'm supposed to be CEO of this company and everyone's pissed off. No, you as the HR people ops person need to kind of go through and like, okay, there is some dirty laundry in here. Lots of feelings. Great. What are the patterns? What can I work with here? And then you find the problem statements. Then you go to the CEO, Mrs. or Mr. CEO. These were the problem statements. I've researched ways we can problem solve for this. These are the budgets. What say you? This is my recommendation. What say you? The both of you shouldn't be wading into negative C's. You don't both need to go in there. They, If they want to look good on them, that's an empathetic CEO, but spare their empathy. You go deep and then you go to them and be like, okay, it's, it's not good, but so much opportunity. Look at what I've thought through. Then they'll be like, oh, okay, all right. Well, this option, like, okay, well, that was, I put that on there to be funny. There's no budget for that. And they're like, well, and you have to be like driving engagement sometimes costs money. It's an investment. And they're like, oh yeah. When you two are in sync and you get the people first concept, that is how you have certain things fall in line so that you can start making momentum together. And then your employees are like, okay, every time they survey, we give feedback, they do something about it. Every time they survey, we give feedback, they address it, we do something about it. It's just like doing a dance. Don't start and stop because no one's ever going to learn the new habit. Survey fatigue doesn't exist at companies who are really good at surveys. You just have to get really good at asking your people what's wrong. And there's a difference between what's wrong and what's wrong. There's a lot of little soft skill stuff that comes in your role too. The way you thank employees, the way you address or don't address the negative feedback. You can do it though. Driving engagement is really hard. You're not crazy. 
It's just that nobody can drive engagement by themselves. And that's what a lot of you try to do sometimes. Your CEO is supposed to be like really getting it. So let me know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube or send me a LinkedIn message. If you need me to make a CEO episode that's kind and like, hey, you're part of the problem, let me know. I'd be happy to. This was supposed to be quick in five minutes. I just want you guys to know that sometimes when I record the show, I sit down and I'm like, I'm going to nail this in five minutes. And I will rant for an hour and try. Then we go back and we're like, okay, Christy. Oh, my refrigerator's telling me to wrap it up. Okay. You can be a people first company, no matter your budget, bandwidth, or headcount on your team. Save your sanity, automate, keep listening to my show. And you and your CEO are going to become partners in disengagement crime. Thanks for listening to the show. And remember, you drive engagement by delivering a better employee experience.